Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've created a space to share heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to increase our sense of awareness. As we allow this awareness to flourish and blossom, we begin noticing parts of ourselves that are beautiful, whole, complete, and harmonious. I hope that this podcast brings you harmony, and thank you so, so much for tuning in today. This week, we're going to talk on the 12 chakras. Last week, we spoke on the seven primary ones, and now we're going to speak on five additional chakras. If you found it difficult to connect to the aforementioned seven, never fear, you might find it even more easy to connect to these following five. So, let's dive in. The first one, chakra number eight. Sometimes people call this the earth star chakra. In some lineages, they believe that it exists at the core of the earth. Other people believe that it exists above the head, a little bit higher than Shahasrara, crown chakra. No matter which you believe, the qualities of the chakra remain the same, no matter if it's located at the sole of the earth or above the head. So what's this one all about? In the numerological perspective of this chakra, it is eight. And what is eight but infinity and harmony and balance? So this chakra system really helps balance our sense. In a dimensional perspective, it is the union of human consciousness and what some would call divine consciousness, the two circles meeting. So how to connect to this space? How to connect to chakra number eight? Anything that brings unity and harmony, a conglomerate of things. This could be deep conversations, this could be connections with others, this could be as simple as talking to a friend and co-creating something like music or co-writing poetry with someone or something or landscaping nature, really bringing your manual efforts into the manual efforts of nature and creating something beautiful. So anything that brings unity or cohesiveness to your life stimulates the eighth chakra, which stimulates a more unification of our ego mind and divine mind, the universal mind, mother nature, whatever you would like to call it. Our ninth chakra, located even further above the crown chakra, is often referred to as the seat of the soul. A lot of times when we speak on Ajna, our third eye, we're often speaking on many things that are actually within the ninth chakra system. It's kind of conglomerated into Ajna as well. So as the seat of the soul, this really serves as your purpose, your passion. This is a system that is always awakened when we start asking the deeper questions of why is this this way? What am I here for? why was I created, those sorts of things really stimulate the center. Moving from a dimensional perspective, this would be the stargate system. Often when we transcend realities or move through the portal of time, there is a bridge that we cross in order to get to that portal. The ninth dimension is one of endings almost. So it can be in an emotional space. That is why sometimes when we get visions or clairvoyant 
visuals or clairaudient auditory messages, it can sometimes be a bit disturbing because it is the almost ending of what we know. So how can we stimulate this intentionally? In the Buddhist philosophy, we would call this chakra system a watershed moment. There may have been times in your life where you operated under one belief. Let's say the grass is blue. And over time, as time has flown, you now come to see that grass is green. That is a watershed moment. It's something that completely changes the direction of your life and changes a belief profoundly. So how to stimulate this? Really reading is a beautiful way to do so. Challenging yourself by reading contradictory things. Philosophy is a wonderful avenue to move into if you're looking to stimulate the ninth chakra system. Also, wintertime. Really witnessing the ending of things, the passing of seasons, the closing of chapters. Anything that reminds you or inspires you to close out something is in turn stimulating the ninth chakra because as journeys tend to end, we begin to find new purpose. And that is what the ninth chakra system is all about and what the ninth dimension is all about. Almost harvest time would be a wonderful visual for this. So a way to stimulate this center and to move into more easeful transitions is actually to take on something new. Calling yourself a new nickname, beginning a new hobby, all of these will help end the previous stagnation and usher in something new. Moving up into the 10th chakra, this is, they say, about a foot above the consciousness, and from a dimensional perspective, we have a 1 and a 0. This symbolizes the masculine and the feminine. They say the 10th dimension is Father Sky and Mother Earth coming together in harmony. In the Wu Jing, or the Chinese philosophy, this would all be yin and yang. So anything that brings balance to the masculine and feminine helps us connect to our 10th chakra, which helps us connect in turn to ourself as we are a mixture of both of those elements, hence our chromosomes, so on and so forth. In a numerological perspective, this is the beginning, the seed almost impregnating the egg. This is new life. So as the previous chakra began the new journey by ending our previous understandings and definitions of ourself, the 10th chakra is the ushering and the celebration of that newness. Instead of calling ourselves an author as we would if we were in chakra number 9, to end our previous understanding of ourself, the 10th chakra would be writing our first book or page or novel, whatever have you. It is the new life that we pour into our new projects, and it is a flourishing that brings us joy. This chakra is also very, very in touch with our DNA, so a lot of meditation surrounding programming your DNA or changing your life path or your soul number. These are sorts of meditations help stimulate the 10th chakra and help us to get in touch with our body as we all are really just the balance of the masculine, the feminine, and the non-binary. 
The 11th chakra is very similar to an auric field. It's kind of all surrounding us, and the 11th also represents balance as it is one and one. The true new beginning. It is the dual in harmony with the non-dual. It is two opposites integrating into balance. Many of these chakras speak on balance because as we channel energy, we must be balanced in order to move and align into them. They say that if all our chakras were completely balanced, we would explode in energy. Yet by finding balance in small ways, we find more harmony within our life. So what's this chakra and what's it all about? In the numerological perspective, 11 is a very lucky, a very harmonious number. And in a dimensional perspective, this is where the Akashic records or the divine mind sort of lives, that everything that humans experience and witness via remote viewing, astral projection, lucid dreaming, this all occurs within this space. So how can we connect more to the 11th chakra? As I mentioned, astral projection, lucid dreaming, writing a dream journal is a great way to do it. This is the supernatural space, so attending ceremonies, doing your own sort of divination practices, dowsing rods, gazing into crystals, looking into black mirrors, scrying. All of this is the imagineal or the magical realm. One of my favorite practices to do is upon waking up, keeping my eyes closed and feeling that floating sensation. And speaking of floating, tasks like flotation tanks are a wonderful way to get in tune with the 11th chakra. What is the wisdom within this space? This is helping us enter into gnosis, to know what we don't know, to have knowledge just because we feel it intuitively within our body, and this is where intuition lives. A practice to help us get in tune with this, we all travel some sort of the time at some sort of the place, simply by driving in your car and intuitively reaching out to see who's in the next car. Is it a male? Is it a female? Is it a non-binary person? Who's in that car? And continuing to go throughout your day and looking and intuiting if who around you is who you think they are to be. Lastly, we have the 12th chakra. This one is the universal mind. So what's the difference between the divine mind and the universal mind? The universal mind is the absolute. The divine mind is the relative. A lot of times you will hear people say, oh, well, in the end, we all return to the earth and it's not that bad. Or in regards to race, oh, we're all one anyways. There's no harm in that. And there is a truth in that. However, it collapses our relative experience into the absolute experience of everyone. And it's not recommended to do that because we incarnated for a reason to have relative experiences to integrate that back into the absolute. A little bit of philosophy for you there, and I encourage you to meditate on it. So the difference between the divine mind and the universal mind is the universal mind is the absolute. 
There is no more ego, no more self. When we enter into that space, that is the universe, that is the galaxy, the planets expanding and contracting, astrology, the universal sphere of understanding. So all that is. Now, why is it helpful to move into this space and why would someone want to enter in to an absolute space? This helps with the energetic frequency of the universe. So as we all each have our relative experiences, some believe that our relative experiences do not get integrated into the absolute until we transition. But by meditating and by allowing our sense of self to dissolve, we begin to influence our environment and the absolute reality. A lot of times when we get caught up in our direct experience of life, we continue to manifest it by continuing to dwell on and almost call into the things into our life that we no longer wish to experience. But by moving into an absolute state, by forgetting about our relative bodies, and by moving into that channeled state, we begin to really inform the universe what we're going through. And nature always finds balance. So our answer may not come from us, but by simply dissolving our sense of self for as long as we can bear, I have found that my personal experience has been then help has found me. So again, let's do a speed round here. Chakra number eight, the humans merging with the universe. That's bringing in information from the next dimension that is unity and harmony. Ninth dimension, the stargate. This is the ending. What to do here? You can start to begin new things, call yourself new things, see yourself differently as you allow and celebrate the ending and closing of the chapters of the life. 10. Yin and Yang. Anything that brings you balance between the masculine and feminine. If you're doing a lot of masculine activities, bringing in some feminine. If you do a lot of feminine activities, bringing in some masculine. If you find yourself already balanced in masculine and feminine, doing things that are androgynous, moving into that space. Chakra number 11, harmony. This is one and one. This is remote viewing. This is lucid dreaming. This is shamanic practices. Doing these help move into that space. And lastly, 12, the cosmic womb. Anything that helps us drop our sense of self. If that is plant ceremonies, if that is channeling, if that is getting into a sense of flow where we're not thinking, such as skiing or snowboarding or drawing or whatever helps us lose sense of time, that's going to connect us to the 12th dimension. I encourage you to play around with these and see how you feel and what you experience. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, the spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, recognizes, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho, Matakwiasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Namaste.